Episode 24 is live. We are live from San Francisco. We hope you enjoyed that serenade uh, to begin our episode. And uh, to tie back to episode 23, you know, we mentioned we wanted to wait on James Harden to get traded. Of course, after we recorded the majority of our episode, uh, he then got traded uh, in between the time we recorded our episode and the time that it got published. Um, so we are now ready to talk about the James Harden trade. And I think it's just about as underwhelming as a lot of people kind of hoped slash feared it would be, depending on your perspective of James Harden. Yeah, we talked about before, I, I sort of I sort of mentioned how James Harden and Daryl Morey was this unstoppable force versus an immovable object. I was expecting Daryl Morey to, to wait a little bit longer and to get a better deal than he ended up getting, but it seems like the unstoppable force won in that situation. James Harden was shipped out um, to L.A., and, you know, the product in L.A. has not looked great. The product in... Philadelphia has been all right. Um, you know, I'd say it's been better than all right. Good, good, as we would have expected, as it was with James Harden, even in the games when James Harden wasn't playing. You know, they're a good team. Uh, I don't think this is this world-breaking event that we kind of expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're, I think, now two weeks into this trade, and neither of these teams have, you know, I, the, only, the only significant thing is that the L.A. Clippers... Suck, you know? Yeah. That, that's sort of the only thing we can actually say about this. The Sixers are about as good as they used to be. Um, is it James Harden's fault that L.A. sucks? I don't know. Um, I would say partially yes, because you're adding in another another factor where, where everyone has to gel properly, and James Harden thinks that he's the system there, like yeah. you said. it's hilarious. Um, and in the team that has Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and, and Russell Westbrook. So, um, you know, I'm not expecting to, to be talking too much about the Clippers Going later into the season, we mentioned how deep the Western Conference is and how some teams are going to be left out. Um, in my opinion, the Clippers are going to be one of those teams that get left out. From the playoffs or just you mean from contention? Absolutely from contention. I would say it's debatable when it comes to the yeah. playoffs. We look right now, the the surgeons, the surgeons, is that a word? Not like the, like the, the surging, surging? The surge. The surge <laughs> of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And also the Dallas Mavericks um, has kind of not what we expected. Yeah. We thought that those teams were both going to continue to be mid to ass. Um, but surprisingly, your favorite player in the world, Rudy Gobert, is actually playing pretty well yeah. and having a very big it's impact. Awful. How do you feel I, about that? I, it's, it is, um, it's, go, it's, it's, it's making me consider retirement. <laughs> um, it's just a world I, I, I'm not comfortable living in this world where Rudy Gobert is a better basketball player than I am podcaster. Um, but, uh, uh, going, going back to the James Harden trade real quick, when it first happened, I thought that the Sixers kind of got fleeced. You know, I, I feel like Daryl Morey, Mm -hmm. um, didn't really do the Daryl Morey approach because, which, which I, you know, can honestly, you know, like agree with because like, you know, both, you know, James Harden and, and the Nets and Ben Simmons with the Sixers, Kyrie Irving with the Nets too, you know, it. Um, they, they've done a good good job of, you know, sort of uh, illustrating how destructive it can be um, to hold on to a, a player who doesn't want to be there and who is willing to be, you know, toxic and cancerous in order to get his way out um, and just how destructive it can be to hold on to them. Um, so good on Maury to uh, chemotherapy the Sixers um, in its early stages. Um, you know, good, good job to, to get him out of there quick. Um, and then the, the the biggest winner of this trade is Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Um, he's been balling out. He's been really um, whatever whatever James Harden contributed to that team. Um, 
Maxi has stepped up in in his absence um, and made the Sixers about as good as a team, maybe a little bit better of a team than they were before. Um, but yeah, and then the Clippers, the Clippers uh, are haven't put it together yet. Um, you know, granted it, it's early and there's a lot of season left for them to put it together. But it's like, can if if you're surprised, go get your head checked because it's like who yeah. like how could you not see this coming? You know, you're you're putting together a mix of unreliable and or um, shall we say highly reactive um, basketball players in in this in this one batch. And, you know, the, these players have, you know, have proven that they're difficult to work with and they, you know, they, they lead to underperforming. And so far, that's what we're seeing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think back, you know, I, I listened to the episode of Paul George's podcast with Steve Ballmer, and he's just like a hype dude. You know, yeah. we've seen it from the Microsoft um, release videos. Like he's a fucking crazy guy. Um, and I feel like he just like gets so excited. Like he's like, fuck yeah, like. James Harden is going to be with like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and and everyone's going to get what they want. He's he's playing um, 2K. He's playing 2K uh, and it's not working out great over there in LA. Yeah. No. Um but yeah, to you know, going back to um it was Dallas and Minnesota. Both both these teams are two teams I certainly didn't think would be doing very well. Um I sort of, you know, I I sort of think that those or thought that those teams were at their ceiling, you know what they did last year, you know, it's like yeah, they've got good players, but it's like in this competitive Western Conference, how can we really expect them to leapfrog some of these better teams? Mm-hmm. Um, but so far they have, and especially uh, the Timberwolves. Um, one of my hockey teammates, uh, who I carpool with or carpooled with until he uh, went to CERN to go discover dark matter. Good. Wow. Um, Good yeah, yeah. No, he's he he might be the the smartest person I I know. So Ryan Ryan Schmitz, if you're listening to this, um, not only is he uh, learned in the ways of dark matter and, and, and physics. Um, but he also called the Timberwolves, um, on the really? up. Wow. Um, he is, he's from Minnesota and he's a, a mild to moderate Timberwolves fan. Oh, okay. That doesn't and, count. <laughs> and well, count. he was still right. Um, I, no, I believe that he's right and yeah. smart, but like, it's like, what if, um, you know, I don't know, Stephen Hawking was from New York and he said the Knicks were back. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, whether whether he knew it or not, he was right. Um, and and yeah, before the Warriors and Timberwolves played each other for the first time, you know, we started talking a little smack to each other, and I'm like, dude, the Timberwolves are the Timberwolves. They are a first round exit at best. I really don't see how they make the playoffs in this, um, you know, competitive Western Conference. And ever since I sent him those texts, um, he has, you know, he has gotten to. He's he's been able to prove me wrong, prove himself right. Uh, the Timberwolves have looked a little bit like a wagon. Um, they're winning a lot of games. They've beaten the Warriors, I think, twice. Yep. Um, and and there were obviously those those fisticuffs um, between uh, my favorite player uh, Rudy Gobert and my other favorite player Draymond Green. Yeah. Um, and that was awesome. Like like the 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 pictures from that fight. Like that's that that's wallpaper material that's, for me. That's your NBA Finals this year. <laughs> yeah, for real. You, yes, you can go happy. That that was that was the peak of my NBA season. Assuming the Warriors don't play in the championship. Well, but you know we don't have to assume that yet. We'll, yes. we'll get to that. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to that. But um, but yeah, that was awesome. You know, seeing Draymond Green, my my all time favorite NBA player, you know, give Rudy Gobert, my least favorite all time NBA player, uh, a can of whoop ass. Um, and yeah. he, he, he kicked his ass. <laughs> well, absolutely. You know, he definitely did. I, 
he he sort of blindsided him. Yeah. It wasn't exactly a fair fight. Does it have but a place in today's game? Absolutely not. Do I, I care? It, it does Absolutely not. not. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, people have been talking about this, and I don't think we have to, we have to harp on it because it's sort of been already ran through. Um, five games. Was that too much? In my opinion, it was too much. We looked at other situations where players had done, done similar things and they had gotten weaker suspensions for it. Um, Draymond and the NBA did did mention that his past behaviors yeah, played repeat, into repeat offense. Yeah, how much yeah. They, they suspended him. My argument to that is only that John Morant got 25 games for two times having a gun and Draymond Green got five games for choking out Rudy Gobert. So it's one fifth fourth fifth fifth one fifth i know i i studied <laughs> physics as well actually. yeah say did you like fifth, graduate the stem degree from uc Santa that's Barbara? correct i did um a choke out is one fifth of two guns which means it's two fifths choke outs per gun okay everyone keeping track of that i just want to make that clear because maybe, this maybe is what the nba write, write an equation for this i, I that's, what you, that's what one. you do right this is what the nba has set as a precedent so if anybody shows a gun i won't exactly uh, twelve point five. Well, how much was his first suspended. suspension? John Morant's first suspension, yeah. I think, was ten games. Wasn't it ten games? I'm not sure. Something like that. Whatever. Or are we are we are we comparing both the second suspensions because they're both repeat offenders? I'm not. Comp- I, the only thing I'm saying is that if anybody chokes someone out or shows a gun, the NBA has made the precedent. Okay, I want that that going I see. forward. Okay. Yes. Got it. All right. I think we can move on to. Perhaps the Warriors panic meter. Yes, as we love to break out. Yeah, uh, at different times during the season. I, I love, I love when the Warriors panic meter. Um, so Ryan, where are you feeling? Appearance. Where are you feeling uh, in terms of Warriors and panic? Yeah. So we we were talking about this a little bit in the in the um, prep sesh. Yeah, in the, in the pre-recording uh, meeting, um, if you will. And it's not it's not really a panic meter anymore. It's it's sort of an um, acceptance meter or mm-hmm. a defeat meter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And it's like, you know, I, I feel like this is kind of akin to like the five stages of grief. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, you know, I don't I don't know all five of them off the top of my head, but you know, it's like whatever stage of grief is like more like, you know, uh, emotional That's and, the last and intense. One, yeah, exactly. I think. Um, you know, we, we are yes, it is that is the last one. But um whatever comes before that is, you know, more poignant and um, emotional, yada yada yada. In 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 this in this scenario, that that is panic. Um, and now we're past that stage, um, and we're into more of the, you know, maybe the negotiating or the acceptance mm, stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're still negotiating. I mean, I'm not accept. Well, I think I would be dumb to be accepting the fact yes. that the Warriors aren't going to win a championship <laughs> yeah, this year. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to accept that yet. I'm just not there. Yeah. But so maybe I'm negotiating. I think we are in the negotiating phase. Yes. Um, I wonder if everyone else is in the negotiating phase as well. Eight and nine, you know, and Steph Curry is on the team. Like. To, to non-Warriors fans, I think you have to be pretty dumb to be like, the Warriors have no chance. Yeah, but, you always got a chance for the Warriors. Yeah, but at 8 and 9, there's a lot of problems, and we've seen it. Surprisingly, this year, the problem is no longer the bench. Last year, the year before then, pretty much every year, as long as the Warriors have been around, uh, and Sean Livingston was not having a 25-point game coming yeah. off the bench, our bench has fucking sucked, right? This year... Chris Paul, our bench was good when Dario we won the Sharge, championship in 2022. It was okay. It was better, but it's always been minus. It's been a minus bench. Really? My, Even my, that year? Let me, let me get to my point. Let me okay. get to my point. <laughs> it has always been minus. That's that, that's true. This year, our bench is outscoring other benches significantly. I think yeah. it's like a 10 plus 
um, I think more margin. Like, they so, showed they showed a graphic in the in the pregame show yesterday. Like, yeah, I think the Warriors starting unit is like minus thirteen point four a game, which is absolutely insane. I know it's like it's like twenty eighth in the league, so, and our bench unit is plus thirteen point six, yeah, which is second in the league. So we've basically swapped <clears throat> Dario Sharge. Chris Paul, Moses Moody is playing great. Jonathan Minga is playing pretty well. Gary Payton's always very solid. These bench players are outperforming other benches significantly, while our previously known as the death lineup, yeah. right, with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and uh, and Kevon Looney. It was a different lineup because we had Jordan Poole replaced yeah, Jordan Poole with Kevon Looney. Was, yeah. But basically, our best lineup um, is absolutely sucking ass at the bottom of the league. Who do you blame for our top five sucking? Um, I mean, so far it's 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 got to be um, Clay and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, you know, we we rely on them to make a lot of shots, and they have instead been missing a lot of shots. So true. Um, and um, you know, it's like like those are probably our. Second and third scoring options. Yeah. Um, and Steph, Steph's been fantastic, as per usual. Always. Um, and Wiggins and Clay have not. And they, the last, like, two, three games, they've been a lot better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've, we're like, you know, I think we're two and nine in our last 11. Oof. Um, I know. And, and yeah, we lost, like, six in a row or something like that. Um, and, and yeah, we, we just were, you know, um, you, you, you look at Clay and Andrew Wiggins' numbers during that stretch. And it's, you know, it's like it, it's it's pretty easy to identify where we're getting you know like where we're losing these points that we need to win. It's right there. Yeah. Um. And and the the the, the strangest thing, which you know, I guess this gives me hope because like I, I don't expect this to hold true. It's at home. Like right. we're, like we're like right. the best road team in the league right now. Yeah. But we have like like when we beat San Antonio last night, that was like our second win at home all year. Yeah. Which is crazy because the Warriors have you know over the past ten years have been the Best home team in the league. And last year, our our biggest problem was the away games. We had yeah, an absolutely exactly. atrocious away Yeah, we were giving record. up like 140 a game on the road Seriously. or something like that. So so it's a, it's a completely different team. Who uh, maybe we maybe we overcorrected, right? Maybe we changed uh, too much of our team. I don't know how you can do that to to win on the road. We just got too yeah. excited about these road games. Yeah, and we started forgetting about the home we games. We allowed and, ourselves to lose at home, so we can win at the road. <laughs> we we've blown some leads too. So so maybe it's a lack of focus. Clay Thompson though has been chucking up shots and missing them for a long time now, pretty much every game this year. And it, it sort of is getting to be cringe um, <laughs> when he shoots the ball. Like, he shoots, and it doesn't exactly go in. And then guess what? If he gets the ball back, he's putting that shit up again. Yeah. Like, you know for a fact he's putting it up. Like, as soon as it touches his hands, I feel like the more times he misses, the more he wants to shoot. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, which isn't, you know, like, you know, Clay Thompson five years ago, Definitely the player for that, but today, you know, it's like because uh. it's not it's not getting better. It's it's like, and I understand Clay Thompson's perspective. It's like because you have to get into a rhythm, yeah, right. Yeah. And and you should never stop shooting as a shooter. Like Clay Thompson, what is he good at? He's a shooter. Yeah. Like he's he's one of the best shooting guards of all time. So for Clay Thompson, it's I have to keep shooting. The only way for me to start knocking out shots is to keep shooting more shots. But we're you know seventeen games into the season now, and there hasn't been a night where he's caught fire. And hit a bunch of shots in a row. So I don't know what to do about that because I I like Clay Thompson. Yeah, I want Clay Thompson this. to get there. Yeah. But how much more of this bad Clay Thompson do we have to endure to hopefully get that twenty twenty two playoff Clay Thompson? Yeah, I mean this is what I'll say. 
Clay, like this isn't the first time this has happened. Like mm-hmm. there, like it, it seems like every year there's a there is a yeah. five or ten game sh- streak where Clay goes ice cold, mm-hmm. and it happens every you know like it happened the, the remember the to- when he signed the toaster. No, and then, I don't remember. You don't that. remember that? When was that? That was iconic. I think that was 2017. Okay. Um, I probably remembered it at the time. I can't, I didn't, I remember I didn't know when I graduated. I had to ask you that. <laughs> yeah. I'd ask you that last week. I do remember that. Um, that wasn't last week. That was like two, three days ago. It was like two, <laughs> <laughs> it's like two days ago. Yeah. I asked you if I graduated in winter or in spring. Or yeah. Like the beginning of spring. Yeah. And the answer was the beginning of spring. Well, the end of winter. Yeah, exactly, and and now I'll remember that forever. Yeah. So, um, anyways, um, Clay does this every year. You know, like it. You know, um, he he gets really cold. Um, the problem is, it's like, you know, um, it's like all right, like, you know, before he was like great, you know, great at defense. Um, and you know, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's like it's like all right, Clay. You know, now it's where it's like Clay. If you're gonna be cold, like. Why are you on the floor? <laughs> right, because he's not he's not providing that defensive edge. Right, yeah. He lost that in 2022, too. That wasn't, you know, he was playing all right at defense. But ever since his injuries, the defense yeah, like, has consistently fallen off. Yeah. It's not his fault. Yeah. No, but but that's something that he no longer brings to the table. Yeah. Um, this, his game's a little bit more one-dimensional. And this being the final year of his contract, I believe, um, yeah. everything is, it's, you know, it's if he doesn't turn it around this year, what do we do? What do we do with Clay right. Thompson? Because the there, there, there will be a team that pays him. I, I wonder. I'm wondering if that will, if that's true. Like, I don't know. There's always, me, there's always someone in the NBA who will pay you. Sure, play. sure, sure, sure. Everyone likes to have a proven talent, but the contract that I'm concerned about is like a twenty million dollar contract, right? Like, is there a team in the league that will pay Clay Thompson twenty million dollars? Oh, 100 percent. Really? Maybe not long term. Like, like. If the like uh, the contract that me as a Warriors fan would be comfortable giving Clay Thompson would be a four year, fifteen million dollar per year contract. So four okay, year, yeah. sixty million dollar contract. That's the contract that I think he's playing at right now. Like to have a player like at the level that he is right now, and and say he improves hopefully and continues to be like this streaky player. That's a fifteen million dollar per year player. <sighs> he's not playing like a thirty million dollar per year player. He's no, just not. not. Um, so if there's a team out there that wants to give him twenty million dollars a year for four years, I don't think that the Warriors should match that. I, I think that they should stick to their guns and just give him the contract that they think he is worth as a player to the Warriors, which I think is worth more than to other teams. If I don't know the the Rockets want to sign him about to for <laughs> for twenty million and then or Miami, yeah, exactly. Then I think that they would do that, and I think that they could, yeah. Grab Clay Thompson if they want. Yeah, I think. Um, I think in, you know. I think in next year's NBA, in two years NBA, three years NBA, I think Clay Thompson is worth twenty million dollars. Yeah. Um. You know, in five years ago NBA, not Clay Thompson. Well, five years ago NBA, next year's Clay Thompson is not worth twenty million dollars. Hold on. Five years ago NBA, next year's Clay Thompson is not worth twenty million dollars. Meaning that if this was twenty eighteen. And Clay Thompson was playing as well as he is right now, he would not get twenty million dollars. Is that what you're saying? If this, correct. Okay. Correct. True. Yeah. Um, I just like I, I just think you know the the NBA salary cap keeps going up and up and up. More and more mid players earn twenty plus million dollars. Um, I think I think the Warriors will be able to find a way to pay him. I think between twenty and twenty five. I think they'll offer him three or four years. 
between, you know, probably between like 18 and, and $25 million. Um, interesting, interesting. Um, but I think there, I think there will be a team that probably offers him 30. Really? Um, you think a team's going to offer him 30 million? If uh, assuming uh, assuming he doesn't fall off, assuming he doesn't kind of keep declining, like okay. like if if free agent, assuming if, he he hits a hot streak at one point during the year, yeah, I'll say right now he's shooting like if if free five percent from three, you're like it's it's ridiculous. It's I know, small sample size. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. If if free agency started today, um, I think Clay Thompson probably gets a thirty million dollar okay. offer. Maybe not. Maybe not. You know. Maybe not a thirty by five. Right. But you know, maybe a thirty by you know, three years ninety. Comment down below. What kind of contract do you think <laughs> yeah. Clay Thompson is going to get? This is interesting. Well, yeah. What would you give him? What would you and then give what Clay would Thompson? he? And then what will he take? That's true. Um, so, so here's the thing: is is Clay Thompson willing to take? Call it, call it a ten million dollar pay cut to stay with the Warriors. That's a great question. I think his personality leans towards yes. Right. He loves the Warriors. He loves Steph Curry. Like they're all besties. He's like kind of like a chill dude or whatever. At he's the same prideful, time, though. Like he's, he, he's a private guy, but... No, I said prideful. Prideful? Like proud. Right, yeah. But yeah. He's, I think he's prideful in the four championships he won with the, with the Warriors. <laughs> he likes to tell everyone about yeah. the four championships. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's a, he's a Warriors guy. He's from L.A., though. And if there was an L.A. team that would maybe want to offer him some sort of money, I think he would probably lead towards saying yes. I don't know if, if it was either the team, L.A. teams are going to be able to offer him money. In, probably in not. Summer. Probably not. But say if it was... An undesirable location to him, like Minnesota, right? Uh, Milwaukee, like a team that Milwaukee. Milwaukee's well, good. <laughs> Milwaukee's a good team, but it's not a desirable location to play in. Yeah, like, okay, he yeah. like would Clay Thompson move to Milwaukee? He likes his boat way too much. For that. Like, <laughs> right. Although yeah. there aren't there like a million lakes, isn't that what they say? Uh, in Minnesota. Yeah. In Minnesota. Um, I don't know Miami, right? If Miami right, offered yeah. him, then you know I could see Clay Thompson maybe doing that. He. He's been he's been known to enjoy a, a stripper or a porn star or two. You know, Has he? I've seen pictures of him with uh, women that look a little bit en- enhanced. Let's just say. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I, I didn't I didn't know that. That's um, yeah. Can't can't knock the guy. Yeah, yeah. He just like me. <laughs> he, except for way richer and better at basketball. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, not that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I think I think the thing is that that sort of gives me hope with him staying with the Warriors. I think any team that can and would offer him. That potential thirty million dollars is a team that's not very good. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. You know, Charlotte probably could do that. Right, Charlotte. We talked about the Rockets. Um, you know, I don't know if the Rockets can between Van Vliet and you know between Van Vliet, Brooks, and one of their young guys getting a raise. Yeah, I mean, that that would be the that would be the question about. But the, yeah, like the like young if, guys. if if I think with the contract situation they have right now, they probably do have room. I do not want to sign and trade for Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Could you imagine? I, I would. I would. Yeah. But but I th- I also think with the Rockets, if they were to go and sign Clay Thompson, it would be kind of what I thought that they were doing with Fred Van Fleet, which was you have to get a contract on your team before you trade for someone who's on a good contract. You know what I mean? Like you need to match salary. Yeah, yeah. You need to have money to trade away. So so that that's what I thought they were doing with Van Fleet. Van Fleet turns out he's playing great with them and they're actually kind of winning some games um so I, maybe they go ahead and do something like that with clay thompson i don't really know it's all right. speculation at this point yeah yeah where is panic meter it's panic i mean it's over <laughs> it, you know what I mean? that's that's what we're saying basically we're beyond the panic meter yeah we and, yeah we're we're, we're, we're sort of past that hump let's that, just that parabola let's pray to god that clay thompson plays better and so does andrew wiggins and we start winning a bunch of games. yeah yeah i think uh you know i'll, I'll say this before we move on 
Um, last last night in the game, I saw this sequence where um, um, Andrew Wiggins shoots a shoots a you know pretty good look from three. It misses. Long rebound goes out to Clay on the wing. He jacks it up and misses, and then yep. a long rebound goes into the corner. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Clay yeah. Thompson tracks it down, and before he even sets his feet, he's you know hucking that. Yeah, thing. it's a it's a you know probably a 120 degree fadeaway from yeah. the corner. You know, before he's even looked at the basket or set his feet, he just grabs the ball and immediately um, starts a shooting motion. Didn't go in. <laughs> yep. I'm like shit. Like I think I think that um, that sums up the beginning. Of the yeah. Season. Yes, it yep. does. Um, that being said, you know. A lot of basketball left, and we're not like you know we're not like it's not like we're three and fourteen. You know, no, we're, we're, we'll 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 be okay. Um, switching gears uh, to college football. Today is the last day of of the Pac-12's regular season, um, but a lot a lot go, a lot more going on uh, beyond just the Pac-12, uh, namely Michigan beating Ohio State for the third year in a row. Free John Harbaugh. Go blue. Fuck Ohio State. We up. Ohio State played great, and Ohio State is definitely one of the top teams in the country. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I don't have much to say about the football. I don't have much to say about the football. I have something to say about the coach, right? Yes. Um, Jim Harbaugh, I'm on your side. Free Jim Harbaugh. We've talked a lot about this. But it's also free the 2017. No, <laughs> no. Because it's a, it's a very similar situation in my head. I've always been... You know, I don't really care that much about the Astros cheating. I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before, right? Yes, but remind remind the listeners why. Because they beat the Dodgers in the World Series, yeah. so fuck yeah, anything it takes. But <laughs> The ends justify the means. <laughs> but I think that if you are a anti-Houston Astros guy, you think, that, you think that the Houston Astros committed the cardinal sin of baseball and they brought the technology to, to steal the signs of the other team, I think then you also have to say... Jim Harbaugh, or maybe not, let's, uh, we'll talk whether or not he knows what happened. Yeah, I think he definitely fucking did. <laughs> what, the, the Michigan football organization brought technology to other games to record their signs and break them down and steal them for the next game. I think that it's the same kind of cheating. And you can either be pro or anti. I'm pro both. Fuck yeah. I think... It's 2023. We all have fucking cameras. Figure out a better way to, to, to call signs if someone can just record it and then ruin your whole fucking game plan. That's what I have to say. But if you're anti, you think that uh, once you bring a phone into this, then, uh, then the sanctity of Jesus Christ is violated, <laughs> then you should also be very anti Jim Harbaugh. Um, well, well, first of all, first of all, uh, the the reason the reason it's okay that Michigan did it and it's not okay that Houston did it is because when Houston did it, they denied the A's of two AL West uh, titles, and when Michigan did it, they did it to beat Ohio State. So that's hugely <laughs> right, different. Right. Um, totally understand. Yes. In one situation, something bad happened. Yeah. In the other situation, something good happened. Yes. Right? Thank you. There Thank you. you. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad you see. Uh-huh. Um. But no. I like here. Here. Here's for me where it's different. You know. I. I think it's. I think it's okay to. You know, if even if you're employed by a college football team, I think it's your right as an American and your right as a employee, you know, um, to to go to a, you know, maybe, maybe there's a rule that you know, obviously there's a rule that against this, uh-huh. but I, I like you know, I think in the eyes of what's fair and what's right, you should be you should be allowed to go to other games and watch the other teams and use your phone to take pictures. That's what scouts do. 
That's what scouting does. That that's how you scout the Pictures, other team. Videos. Yeah, sure, videos. Videos. But I think what the difference is, what Houston did, which was wrong, is they had somebody in their locker room watching the TV broadcast of the of the of the game that they were playing in. Mm-hmm. Michigan wasn't doing that. Well. Well, that's true. You're right. They didn't have someone in the in the uh, in the broadcast room scouting the other team as they were playing. Yeah, exactly. But the reason why they didn't do that is because they already know the signs, right? They've they've done the work previously, which is we know what signs they're going to put. So then when we see those signs, because they're telling their own players publicly out loud, right to our face, this is the sign. Michigan understands what they're saying. So it's kind of like a difference in sport, I think. Like, like if the Houston Astros could just game to game go and like pick the signs, but in baseball, it's very easy to switch the signs. You switch signs every two or three innings because you just, uh, you know, four is fastball in this situation. You, you have a little meeting on the mound with, with the pitcher and change the signs, right? Um, I think it's a different situa- situation in football. And I still think that there, it's a different in sport. And I think the advantage is the same. Maybe. <laughs> right oh okay just, just, just maybe I, and hey hell yeah respect to everyone who supports michigan football it's an incredibly dedicated fan base i don't think that they should be stripped of any sort of wins right i don't think it's that big of an advantage like i said before same way that the houston astros should not be stripped of their fucking world series title <laughs> um but i just think that they should all support the 2017 houston astros and love jose altuve and alex bragman and carlos correa and all the guys Okay, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I mean, I just don't for, see for me, it's like, you know, um, like, you know, you, these, these, these signs aren't, you know, it's like, you know, these, these signs aren't hard to see, you know, it's like, you know, if, if you don't, if you, if you don't need a TV broadcast to see them, you shouldn't be upset if someone's able to steal them. Hell yeah. But no, with, with, with pitcher signs, you do need a TV broadcast to Unless see them. Unless you have a, a runner on second. Um. Sure. If you're yeah. second. Yeah, but how often is the runner on second like, all right, I'm going to help you. Know, I'm going to... Every time. Well, right, and it's like, you know, does the runner on second bang his helmet every, you know, like, to communicate with the, the, the batter? They try to steal the signs, and then they'll go back to the dugout and then, and then tell them what... what right, and, that, and that, that's fair. That, that's what Michigan did. No. They went to the <laughs> other games. They went on the field. They sent a fucking player in their, their uniform wearing recording glasses. That's not what they did. That, that's 100% what they did. Connor, do you see the videos? He wasn't okay, a player. Okay. No, 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 not a player. He, he pretended to be a staff member okay. <laughs> of the other team, went to their sidelines wearing the glasses that have cameras in them, and recorded their signs. Okay, that's, yeah, that, that, I didn't know that. That's a little, <laughs> that's back, a little, that's a little hairier. Um, and, and they reviewed it in the fucking room. That's, that's trespassing. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, okay. Well, that well, detail, well, that detail. Get, getting into details. I don't think it was trespassing. He did know someone. Connor Stallings is the guy who did all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He apparently um, was close friends with someone who was on the staff. So I think that what he did was basically say, hey, can I join, you know, come on the sideline for the game, right? And the guy was probably like, cool, yeah, my boy, like, come on the sidelines for the game. You know, he's, He's a trainer or whatever he is, you know? Bring him on. And then he just happened to sneak in a, a video camera through his glasses and, and record everything un, unknowingly to the the player, the guy who let him in. Um, Maybe. So, yeah. Maybe. Okay, okay. I, well, you know, I, hey, I, I, that's a dub for me. Let's, this, let's, is, let's, <laughs> this is another thing I want to say. Well, first of all, I, I, again, you know, I, I totally see your point with, like, yeah, it's a different in sport, you know, different in circumstances. That's why using technology is the same as not using it in football. I hear you. I just don't really agree. You know, it's like, you know, you, you know, at the at the end of the day, it's like you know, tough shit. You know, it's like if you know, if if you can't, you know, if if you can't steal signs 
without using a TV broadcast in baseball, tough shit. You know, it's like, but if you can in football, or if you can in football, more power to you. Well, but that's how I see it. But is it more power to you by stealing them doing what Michigan did? Well, let's let's define what Michigan did because it was it was my understanding is that they just had people attend games as fans. They have been doing that for years. Yeah, when it, and it's but, like and everyone does that. Exactly, everyone I was gonna that. say. Everyone is is Michigan really the only no, program that, in the country that does that? That's true. Fuck no. But they were also getting onto the sidelines. Michigan was, was yeah, on the sidelines of teams that they were going to play. I didn't fully know that. And they were recording what was happening on the sidelines. I'm pretty sure there was some sort of audio aspect to it as well, which probably gives them an advantage. But I agree. No, it's I, pretty I, naughty. But again, you know, I can't, I can't. I can't knock the hustle in any situation. Hell yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep cheating. Well, um, and and before before we move on from this topic, um, is you know like like is it is it really free Harbaugh? Because you know it's like, in in reality, did he know this was going on? Almost certainly. How the fuck could you not? Like, yeah. and and if you're Con- Connor Stallions, you know it's like you know he had like the Michigan manifesto. You yeah, know? You know, it's yeah. like and, you know and it, it's like if 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 you know you know what else has a manifesto. Hamas, like it's true. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if 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 you're Connor Stallions, you know, it's like you're not gonna, you know, you're you're not gonna risk your job, but more importantly, Jim Harbaugh's opinion of you, because Jim Harbaugh is your god, is Connor Stallions Muhammad. Um, yeah, and a little political here. But, yeah, okay. but um, but you know, it's like, yeah, it's like he sure as shit knew about this. Yeah, you know, it's like you're you're not gonna do this under this dude's under this dude's nose, because it's like you know, it's a bad look for the for what you worship essentially. Um, yeah. And how would he know the signs if you didn't tell him? Like, I right? Don't know, I don't know. I, I, is he the play caller? Is Jim Harbaugh the play caller? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. In any case, I'm sure he knows the same information that his play caller knows. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Um, his OCs, like, they would have to. There would have to be some sort of coordinator who knows this information for it to be able to benefit the team. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I'm sure he knows everything that they know. Right. Um, However, Jim Hart, you know, the investigation could not conclusively, uh, excuse me, conclusively prove. That Harbaugh was aware slash involved in this scandal, and they still um, suspended him? suspended him without due process. Well, I would take that as a fucking blessing as a Michigan fan because slap on the wrist, he he just can't coach during the games. He coaches yeah, during the whole week. True. He preps his team. It's not like Jim Harbaugh's gone. He just instead of being on the field at the games, he has to be off the field, and they have enough coaching to to do perfectly fine without him. Clearly. Um, so I think that if they were to do process the whole thing, they'd probably find out that he was actually involved the whole thing. And then if that was if that was to come out, you'd probably have to blackball him from college football. Not only would you have to fire him, like like you'd have to say he cannot work in college football anymore. So I think that Michigan should be counting the lucky stars. And I think that college football knows this. I think that they're aware of all of this and they're saying kind of like Jim deal. Harbaugh is our our golden boy. Let's not fuck him over. Yeah. Let's just give him a, a little suspension. Yeah, I guess you're right. Cause you know, like at first he's like, yeah, like I'm gonna file a restraining order against the NCAA. They can't do this. And then like, a, and then like a day later, he's like, yeah, I accept my, I yeah. accept my suspension. Yeah. Let's yeah. just like move on. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? That that's that's certainly not bad. Um, and you guys beat Ohio State, so. And yeah, it, it didn't matter. It's it's in the past. We won all three of our games. We're gonna play for the Big West championship. Sorry, Big West, Big Ten championship in a week or two, whatever it is. And in all likelihood, be playing in the college football playoffs again. You know who won't be playing in the college football playoffs? The Colorado Buffaloes. So close. And I think it was I think it was two episodes, but the last time we talked about the Buffs, they were 
red hot. Hell yeah. Was, um, yeah they, we, were, they were 3-0. Yep. Uh, <laughs> since then, they've gone 1-8. One one and eight. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember one Lucas Watkins feeling very confident that the, that the Puffs would be playing in a bowl game. Yeah. Uh, and they will not. Well... You know, we talked about this before. It's just the Pac-12, man. Yeah, the Pac-12, the Pac-12 is too good. They just cannibalize yeah, each other. Pac-12 and, and cannibalism at its finest. Unfortunately, Colorado got cannibalized eight times. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we, you know, we, there, there's been a lot of problems that were yeah. exposed about Colorado throughout the season. Number one being the offensive line, right? I think we have the worst offensive line out of any major conference. Shadur Sanders is just absolutely getting clobbered every single drop back. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. And the plays that he does make are always like these crazy athletic plays because they have to be. Um, Travis Hunter is still very good. I think that we have an okay defense. Pieces to build around. Once you build that offensive line, which hopefully the first three games of the year helped us recruit some offensive lines, yeah. um, I think things will get a lot better. You know, I did mention this before that you know, if we if we win more if we if we went to a bowl, it would be a successful season. We're not going to go to a bowl, but I still think it's a successful well, season. Well, and yeah, I mean, like you guys are still so well set up. Um, so much better than it used to be. Yeah, you know, people, people will. You know, high, kids coming out of high school will want to play for Colorado. Yes, Tra- people, kids in transfer portal will want to play for Colorado. They'll think about Colorado in a different way. They won't think about Colorado as that fucking terrible team in the Pac-12, who's not the best conference around. They're going to be in the Big Twelve, and and. Deion Sanders is the coach, and and they had a little month-long run where they were the talk of college football. Yeah. So hopefully things continue to get better in Colorado. And I didn't watch the game today because it was going to be trash because Shadur wasn't even playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will watch next year, and I'll keep watching. And I will also be watching, before we get off of the Pac-12, Cal versus UCLA tonight at 7.30, the last regular season Pac-12 game ever pack 12 after dark crazy and cal will be, will be playing for their bowl hopes they are five and six at the moment they've beat stanford fuck stanford went to the game absolutely dominated stanford um and uh if they beat ucla tonight they will be six and six and bowl eligible um if they lose they will not be bowl eligible for uh in in, in classic cal tradition yeah they, they will be not bowl eligible uh go bruins that's all i have to say um, we don't really have much to play for other than beating Cal um, and looking a little bit better, feeling a little bit better as well at the end of the season. Um, I do want to say about Colorado, though, you know, like, I don't think Colorado got cannibalized eight times, but maybe they got cannibalized seven times, you know, <laughs> like, because yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, you know, let, let's look at their losses. So they they lost to USC. That's a good team. It's, How, it's OK. To that, lose was, that. That, that was, that was a pretty by, close that was, game. Yeah, it was a one score game. Um, the only game where it's like, okay, yeah, this is an awful loss is that game they threw against Stanford. Terrible. But then they lost to a good UCLA team. They lost to an Oregon State team that is currently ranked 15th. They lost to an Arizona team that is currently ranked 16th. They lost to a Washington State team that was ranked earlier in the season. Yeah, it was ranked earlier in the season. We did lose 56 to 14, but hey, that's a frisky team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and yeah, they were ranked earlier in the season, and they just they they just took uh, UW. To a one to a, a field goal, them. yeah, they almost that might yeah. be the best team in college football right there. Yeah, and and they lost to a good Utah team. Um, so you know, it's you know, some of their losses were bad, but like the teams that they 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 play, the Pac-12 was very good this year. They played a good Pac-12 team, and I think Colorado is probably in the college football playoffs if they're just in a yeah. Di- if, oh yeah, 100%. if they're in a different if they're in a different conference, Colorado's probably well, in the college football playoffs. Pac-12 cannibalism is real. Well, is is Colorado better than Iowa? That's a question. And 
My answer would be yes. I don't right? know. I was ranked. Are they ranked? Yeah, they're good. They're they're solid. I just know that their offense is just non-existent. Yeah, their offense like, is terrible. They, they, have, they, have a, they have a phenomenal defense. That would be so fun to watch Colorado versus Iowa. Right, yeah. Um, there would be no scoring, I think. <laughs> um, but in any case, I think maybe, yeah, if you do put them in a different conference, they probably win five or six games. Um, it's looking better than the four games that, that they have right now, along with the one and eight, uh, nine games to end the season. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, Colorado, um, unfortunately, does play in the Pac-12, so they will not be playing in the college football playoffs. Um, but let's talk about who will be playing in the college football playoffs. Um, I'll go first. I think Georgia has pretty much clinched. Yeah. Um, I think even if they lose to Alabama um, in the SEC championship, um, they're still going to the playoffs. Um, so Georgia, I don't think really has anything to play for. And if Alabama beats them, I think they then both go to the playoffs because um, you have a one-loss Georgia who hasn't, you know, that that would be their first loss in three years. Mm-hmm. And then you have a one-loss Alabama with an SEC championship and a win over Georgia on their resume. Yeah. Um, and um, at this point, you know, it's like, you know, the only undefeated teams still in play um, that would take either um, – Either, excuse me, either uh, Georgia, Al- Georgia, Alabama spots would be uh, Florida State, Michigan, and UW. Yes. Um, so there's five teams there. There, yeah, that's true. And and, and I mean, you know, what? let me let me renege let me renege on that statement a little bit. Um, so renege. I, that's a good one. Thank renege. you. I, I am a comm major. Yeah. Um, um, but but yeah. So I, I think you know if I think um, well, all all these teams control their own destiny, but like. Um, Florida State, Michigan, and UW um, can all get in the playoffs. Um, I think I think Michigan probably has the greatest chance of being in the playoffs now because mm-hmm. um, their their championship game is pretty easy. Um, same with Florida State. Um, I don't think Florida State's as good as a team, but I think being undefeated and um, winning your conference winning the ACC. And I remember um, they got a big win at the beginning of the season. Um, let me let me consult my sources on who that big win was against, but um, but but yeah. So so right right now there are there are four undefeated teams who could all win their conference. Um, and if they all win their conference, easy money. That's yeah, it. that that's a very easy prediction. I think the only one loss teams still in play are Oregon and Alabama. Um, yeah. Ohio State's done. Yes, Ohio. Yeah, I don't think Ohio State can get in because I, I think the only way you can get in with with this field with one loss is to have a conference championship to your name. Yep. Which Ohio State will not have. So I think Ohio State is, I think Ohio State's eliminated from the playoffs. Um, the only one-loss teams still in play, um, I think theoretically Texas, Texas could get in, but th- I don't know that they like a, a lot would have to go their way. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say, fuck, like what would I, I would say Washington would have to lose to to Oregon. Yeah, but then but then Oregon might might still be ahead of would Texas. Would they be ahead of Texas? I don't know. I uh, yeah, because Oregon's. Oregon, Florida State. If Florida State loses, that's probably the the path, right? If Florida State and Washington lose, no, I'd say if Florida State. Because I think, I think if, I guess if Washington loses and Texas wins, I would put Texas ahead of Washington. Right, because they would have the conference championship and one loss, and Washington would have one loss and no no conference conference championship. championship. Right, you're right. Um, so yeah, I think that scenario could work out. Um, in any case, I think that the five teams that really do have a shot to get in. It's the four teams that could potentially go undefeated, which are Washington, um, Georgia, uh, M- Michigan, and Florida State, 
along with Alabama, which is a potential, the most likely one-loss team to get in if they beat Georgia. But right? yeah, they also have to beat Georgia. They have to happens. beat Georgia, and if, if that they... happens, so if Georgia, this is the this is the situation that is is the most like contentious for me, right? Everyone wins their conference championship except for Georgia. So Georgia loses to Alabama, yeah. who is in a one-loss team, only lost to Texas, a very good team, and they have a conference championship. Washington is undefeated, has a conference championship. Florida State is undefeated, has a conference championship. Michigan is undefeated and has a conference championship. Do you take Georgia out of the playoffs? I mean, and then you ha- is is Georgia a better team than Florida State? Yeah, but like yes, but, but it, undefeated. If, if, you know, it's like if 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 Florida State goes undefeated and wins their conference, it's like fuck. What more did you want them to do? Um, Nothing. You know, it's you know, if there's in my opinion though, if there's ever been a team that you could take that has one loss. And put them ahead of a team that has no losses, one loss and no conference championship. Yeah, it would have to be this Georgia team. Yeah, because they've won two national championships leading up to. Yeah, this. they haven't lost a game in three years. So <laughs> um, I think that they've earned that, right? Like, yes, they've earned a little bit of leeway. They lost a game to Alabama, yeah. who, who just might be the second best team in college football. Yeah, very um, well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not really sure. I would say it's likeliest. Well, yeah, and Alabama's. You know, I, th- I think the teams with the two best losses, or the the three teams with the best losses in the country, are Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama. Yeah. But Ohio State can't compete for a conference championship, so I think they're done. Yeah, Ohio State's done. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I think that we can confidently say Michigan's going to beat Iowa in in uh, yeah the Big Ten championship. I don't see how Iowa scores a single point against Michigan. So Michigan's in. Yeah. Knock on wood. Florida State is going to beat probably whoever is going to be yeah, let whoever me is going to be in the ACC. Uh, Louisville, who's actually ranked ninth. Okay, Louis, like that Louisville, um, Louisville, Florida State. Well, actually, hold. Let, let's hold the phone. Um, as we speak, uh, Florida State is losing. Um, oh, really? To Fresno, Florida. Oh, I, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you think Florida to State Fresno. is playing Fresno last week of like, the season? What like Fresno? Like, what yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, if Florida beats Florida State, this this changes the equation dramatically. Um, we should watch that game. We should. Um, so I guess I guess here's 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 the path for Ohio State. If um, ooh, this is the path for Texas. This is the path for Texas. Um, if Texas wins out, and then Florida State, Texas wins, Florida State loses, and then Washington and uh, Georgia take care of business. So now. Oregon, who's still in contention. Out. Now, Oregon and Alabama are out because they have two losses. Yep. Florida State is out. Um, and then because, you know, they'll have, I, I think, a one-loss Texas. Well, Michigan's in. Yeah, Michigan's in. I think I think a one-loss Texas with a with a Big 12 championship is better than a one-loss Florida State with a ACC championship. Ooh, I agree with that. But it'd be close, though. It would be close, but that is, that's probably the path. That's yeah. the, path for, the path for Texas. Yes, and then... Let's talk about Oregon. With a path for Oregon. Because Oregon Oregon is one of the three teams with one of the best losses in the country. They lost a one-possession game to UW, and they will have the opportunity to reven- or, uh, avenge that loss um, in the Pac-12 championship. So same thing would probably apply to if Florida State loses, right, and Michigan wins. Or Michigan wins. I think even— And Georgia wins. It, let's say Florida State, Michigan, and— If Florida State, Michigan, and Georgia all win, they're all undefeated— with conference championships. Yep. But I, th- I still think Oregon can get in by beating UW because I think Oregon with a Pac-12 championship 
gets loss. gets in ahead of Texas with a ooh actually that's, I don't know that's that's, that's, that's the tough. one it's like you would just have to be who's a better team like right yeah because I don't even know because like, you know Texas has a win over Alabama on their resume they do um, who's their loss to is it LSU um, I think LSU? it was LSU LSU sucks like no they don't they're not that good Jaden Daniels is good but LSU's ranked 14th I mean but that's not that's not a great loss like it's you losing to number two, right, Washington, or 14. It was to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Who's it was right. also a good team. It's a good team. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, who will not be competing for the playoffs, but still a good team. Um, that's a close one. And, and that's, yeah. that's, that's probably the best case scenario, unless Florida State loses. Like, it, ideally, for, for Oregon, you yeah, have I think Florida if, State if lose. If Florida State loses, and I, wins, I think they're done. Oregon's probably in, right? Like, if Florida State loses, Oregon wins, Oregon's in. Unless, and maybe Texas too. Well, yeah, I'd say it's Oregon and Texas. Would they both get in? Because like, here's here's the thing. Over Florida. So so. No matter what happens, the winner of the SEC is getting in. Yes. So the only so assuming Michigan can beat Iowa, mm-hmm. there are two there are two places that are clinched, Michigan's and yeah. the SEC champion. Yes. And then you know you have, you have those last two places, um, and I think I think the Pac-12 champion gets in. Ooh, I don't know about that. There's a chance that, it, that it, I would say I would say would, more, most would likely the Pac, yes. the, So the Pac-12 champion wouldn't get in if if it was Oregon, and, and then you still give a spot to Texas and you pick Texas and Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So do we think so? So now that like now that there's the potential that you know or Alabama, right? Well, if if Georgia like like if Alabama beats Georgia and Oregon wins, Florida State wins, then Oregon doesn't get in. You get Alabama and Georgia. Michigan. You think so? You think Georgia would get in ahead of a one-loss Pac-12 or ACC or Big Twelve champion? I do actually. Yes, I do. Interesting. Um, well, but because one loss, right? If you're a one-loss Pac-12 champion, you're Oregon versus a one-loss Georgia who lost to Alabama in the SEC yeah. championship. Yeah. I think that that's still a better resume. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we've, been, we've been we've been just, <laughs> just yeah we've been we've been going in circles. These, names, these, these yeah. six names of col- of college football teams. I'm glad we talked about it though, because there were a lot of, there were a lot of outcomes that were like, oh, I didn't even think about that. That could yeah. be really fun. That could be really cool. Um, and so now the listeners know too. Yeah, that they do. Yes. Um, so uh, a, a lot to look forward to um, in in the next uh, week, really, of college football. Um, you know, I I what what I sort of hope is like. Enough teams win and enough teams lose to make it like, all right, everyone who deserves to be here is going to be here. Yeah. Everyone who doesn't exactly. deserve to be here is going to be out. So I don't have to feel bad for for anyone. Right. I, I always feel bad for the team that gets ranked the, fifth. The one team. You know, the team that, te- you know, it's like, you know, if, if it's an easy top four, it's like, great. Yeah. There's no cognitive dissonance. But if, like, if the committee has to choose who that fourth best team is when they have realistically equal resumes. Yeah. And it just comes down to what these nerds think. It's it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I always feel bad for that, for that team that gets ranked fifth. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, but I, I, I hope we see some I hope we see some cool some cool results in the next uh, week and some change. Yep. Um, moving on to the world of professional football. Um, Are we not going to talk about Bob Melvin? But we'll we'll talk about it at the end. Okay, sure. Um, but I, I I thought it would be a better transition to go from college football yeah, to let's pro do football. Let's talk about football. You you brought up Bob Melvin. You fucked up everything. My bad. Um, we're gonna have to start the episode over. Um, but yeah. So moving on. So I don't know if. Did we get the chance to talk about the Niners on the last episode? We did not talk about the Niners. Okay, so so yeah, so this is like you know there there have been three you know there have been three separate times I've wanted to talk about the Niners since the last time we talked about them, and I don't think we've talked about the Niners since like week two 
two or week three. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been a long time. A lot has happened. So you know they they start five and zero. Great. Fuck yeah. Brock Purdy MVP. Christian McCaffrey MVP. Yeah. Niners for the Super Bowl. Let's fucking go. We're a wagon. Then we lose three in a row. Brock yes. Purdy's a fraud. Let's move on from this guy. He's a bum. This is why he barely got drafted. Yada yada yada. We go into the bye on a three game three game losing streak. Um, and now we have our bye. We've won another three in a row, and we look fantastic again. Yes. Um, so we're so back. We're, yeah, we're back. We're back as fuck. Um, but now the, the the Niners have a really tough schedule. Um, namely, they they play the Eagles. That's you know. Yep. Anyone playing the Eagles, that's probably the toughest matchup in the NFL. They also play the Ravens. Oh. Arguably the best team in the AFC. Yep. Um, emphasis on arguably. <laughs> um, yep. Um, and do they have any other tough games? You know, we, we've got another game against Seattle. Uh, I think Seattle. we've got a couple couple division games that shouldn't be too big of a problem. Seattle, uh, L.A. again. I think we're going to get the Cardinals one more time before the end of the year. twice. We might get we two Cardinals games. Yeah, I think. So, yeah which so is nice. So the division games will be pretty easy. Yeah. But uh, the, game, the game in... In Philly is going to be really tough. Yeah, and then also playing Baltimore. Yeah, so so right right now we're we're, we're playing for, you know, home field in the playoffs. Um, it's going to be you know like obviously a win against the Eagles would be a huge, massive step forward for that because you know that that's one less loss for us and one more loss for Philadelphia. You know, obviously that's and huge. the tiebreaker. Which and the tiebreaker. Crazy. Yep. Um. Yeah. And and the Lions losing on Thanksgiving that helped a lot too. It did. Um, yes. Um, but, but yeah, the, the, the Niners, pretty much everything needs to go their way to get that number one seed. Um, so they, they also have to beat Baltimore and they have to hope f- a, another team can beat Philadelphia, uh-huh. which it's, you know, f- fuck Philadelphia looks good, dude. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I, I, the, the chiefs beating them, you know, that, that was, that was loss number three, assuming the Niners loss is loss number two. Exactly. Um, unless the Cowboys can get it done. I'm praying to God that the Which, Cowboys yeah, you know, get it done. It's not often I find myself rooting for the Cowboys. I believe they're playing the Bills this weekend. Um, I, God, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm not gonna. The Bills are not as good as the Eagles, but they could do it. Josh Allen. That's true. You You're know. right. You know, it's like if you, if you have you know like like the the Bills are way better than their record. They're better than their record. Shows. Yeah. Um. So you know, let's let, let's not let's not be naive and be like, oh, the Bills are washed. Yeah. They're not. Um, they're a good team. They're a good team. Um. So yeah, luckily Philadelphia. You know what? I, I I do feel a little bit better now that I sort of think about Philadelphia's upcoming schedule. Um, because you know they've they've got to play. Well, we have to beat them. That's true. We, like, we do have to beat them, and we have to beat the Ravens. Um, and you know, like like you know that that's what happens when you lose. You know, if, if you're going for the number one seed and you lose three games in a row, you have to win every other game. Yeah, it's like yeah, well, well, fuck. You know, that's it's like, it. You're, you did this to yourself. You're backing up. You know, it's like if, if we didn't want to be in this situation, we don't drop that game against the Bengals. We don't drop that game against the Vikings. And Jake fucking Moody hits that field. Yeah, against the fucking Browns. You know, it's like all like all three of those games are are winnable games. Um, and it's like, you know, it's like, you know, uh, you know if, if you're the one seed, you can afford to lose. You can afford to lose one game to a team that you should beat. You know, look at the fucking Eagles. They lost to the Jets. Yep. Um, but you, you, you like... How many? How many times? That's has, it. Just uh, one. Yeah, exactly. How many times has the one seed lost three in a row throughout the course of the season that they finished the one seed? Probably doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um, but still possible. Um, and and yeah, that that game, that game, that that Eagles Niners game in Philadelphia, is going to be huge. It's going to be a big litmus test on you know what the Nin- what we can and can't expect from the Niners in the playoffs because it's like we can beat the Phil- the the Eagles in Philly. You know, best case scenario is. 
We then get them at home in the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario is we have to play them in Philadelphia again, but we've proven we can beat them in Philadelphia. Exactly. If we lose that that regular season game in Philadelphia... Then it, it looks like we can't beat Philly in Philly, yeah. and we're going to have to... Go to Philly. And we're gonna have to go to or yeah so. or or hope that or hope that you know the 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 four seed you know the the, the NFC South champion oh, beats <laughs> beats no, Philly. No, they'll, the, they'll be out in the first round. Um, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll right. probably they'll probably lose the wild card. They'll Whoever. probably lose the wild card game to Dallas. Yeah, exactly. And Dallas. Dallas, like we'll have to hope Dallas can beat Philly in Philly. Yes. Um, which would be fucking fantastic. It'd be an electric game too. Yeah, That'd be pretty sick. Um, but yeah, I mean honestly, like Dallas looks good too. You know, Dallas like, looks good. I'm not scared of Dallas. Yeah, that's true. I mean, no, no matter how, no matter them. how good Dallas looks, you can always count on them to Dallas it up. Yeah. Um, but I mean, shit. You know, it's like, you know, everyone loves to talk about Dallas when they suck, but the fact that nobody's talking about the Cowboys, nobody's been talking about the Cowboys recently, kind of goes to show how good they've been playing. Because nobody like nobody mm. likes to talk like Dak Prescott's been playing well, except, good football. Except for you know the mainstream like the really mainstream media, right? The, yeah. Like. like uh, what the fuck his name is? You know what I'm talking Stephen about. A. Not Stephen A, but uh, well, he likes to talk about the Cowboys yeah. too. When they suck, he yes. likes to talk about when yes. they suck. But um, the other guy, you know, the white guy, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless, yeah, would love to be talking about them if they were winning. But I feel like Skip Bayless, oh, kind of, and well, Shannon Sharp, you know, I don't know what he's doing nowadays. Um, Skip Bayless, I think Skip Bayless doesn't think that the Cowboys are that good. And I think that's why we haven't heard that much about. Them. Yeah. Because specifically, Skip Bayless doesn't think that they're that good. Yeah. Normally, he's all up around, but but I feel like he doesn't believe in Dak that much anymore. Yeah. Well, he he's he's been a, he's been a day one Dak hater, I think. Yeah, which is fair. Um, um, <laughs> so yeah, but, um, I mean, the Cowboys are very good. Uh, we talked about the path. The yeah. path has to include the Niners beating the Eagles at some and point, basically winning out afterwards. Yeah. And the Eagles would have to lose to someone else. That's the only way that we can get the one seed. Yeah. If we don't get the one seed. Then we're running it back for the NFC Championship, assuming that we win some playoff games. Which yeah. I'm praying to God that we also do win those playoff games. Um, in any case, the Niners look great. Yeah, the Niners. The Niners great to watch still the Niners, look great. You know, and I'm so excited to see us play the best team in football yeah. right now. I mean, this this is the last thing I'll say about Dallas is you know Dallas sucking is a lot louder than Dallas playing well. Um, and it's it's been awful quiet, which means I think Dallas has been playing well. Um, but anyways, um, the Niners. Yes, the Niners look great. The Niners look great. Um, yeah. Brock Purdy is—he's back. He's back. You know, t- you know. If if you look at his stats in the last two games, you know, um, over six hundred yards, six touchdowns, no no turnovers, perfect QBR, um, Crazy. two wins. You know, the Niners' offense is putting up thirty a game. Their defense is also incredible. Um, Chase who, Young was really good. Jamal yeah. Hargrave playing yep, good too. Yep. Uh, Hufanga going down for the that's year. Tough. That's tough. That's really tough. But Jair Brown, he looks good. He looks good. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the, the Niners are always, you know, the Niners have always been able to, you know, yeah, I mean, pluck pluck good players out of their yeah. laboratory. And Diamador Lenore seems like he gets a, a pick every game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Moody yeah. Ward locked the fuck out of, uh, out of DK, DK Metcalf. Yeah, DK um, was getting hounded. Yeah, that. yeah, it was awesome. Um, and, and, yeah, you know, you, you, you look at the Niners all up and down the field. They're so... Good. They have so many good players in skill positions. You know, they have, you know, and and here's the thing. I like. I am. I am no longer going to accept or entertain the Brock Purdy is bad conversation because he's good. He is. Good. You look at his numbers. His numbers are fucking phenomenal. And I can't remember if it was Tom Brady or Richard Sherman. You know, two very different people. But one of them, one of them said, um, if if um, if Brock Purdy was drafted in the first round, 
yeah. he'd, he'd be the face of the NFL. I think you're right. Because, um, like, like, fuck, what more does he need to do? And, you know, here's the thing. It's like, you know, obviously the argument against Brock Purdy is like, oh, you, you, you look at his offense, look at how many weapons he has. Like, you know, anyone could do that. Uh, not true. Jimmy G Jimmy couldn't, couldn't Jimmy do G it. couldn't do it. Trey Lance couldn't do Trey it. Trey Lance couldn't do it. And, you know, um, CJ Beathard couldn't do yeah. it. And, and uh, fucking, uh, who's that other? Nick Mullins. Yeah, Nick Mullins it. couldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, not everyone can do it. And, and it's, you know, Brock Purdy makes fucking, you know, he, he does make mistakes, but everyone makes mistakes. Josh Allen makes a ton of mistakes. Patrick Mahomes has been making mistakes this year. Lamar Jackson has made mistakes. Um, Brock Purdy does not make that many mistakes. And yeah, he, he really doesn't make that many. You know, it's like he, he had those three bad games and he, you know, it seems like every, it seems like once a game he has a bad throw. And it either works out for him, or that's his one interception yeah. every three or four and games. Someone you know? tips it up in the air, and, and yeah. that's it. Which um, happens to which, the best. Yeah, players. exactly. It like good good quarterbacks make mistakes. Look at Jared Goff, who for a long time this year we were actually thinking about Jared Goff for MVP. He he's not playing great right now. Yeah. But is Jared Goff a good quarterback? Jared Goff is a good quarterback, right? He's not a great quarterback, but he's a good quarterback. Yeah, I think Brock Purdy's a better quarterback. Do you think Brock Purdy's better than Jared Goff? Yeah, I do. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um but but yeah, so you know, we you know, at the end of the day it's like you know, let's let's not focus on the other teams. Let's let's focus, you know, we are the Niners. We are Super Bowl contenders and it's like at the end of the day like if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So don't focus on them. Focus on yourself. Um and I feel I feel really good about the Niners and I, I really wish you got to talk about the Niners when they were 5 and 0. I really wish we got to talk about the Niners when they were 5 and 3. Um but we didn't. You know, the Niners now 8 and 3. Um, I, I feel very confident. Sounds like you do too, that they're back yeah. on track. Um, oh, yeah. and it sounds like, you know, like those, those, uh, this is a Clay Thompson quote. Those three losses are all in the past, like a ponytail. Um, yep. and, um, you know, it, it seems like the, this Niners team is the same team it was when they were five and oh. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it's like, obviously the record says the Eagles are better. Um, but you know, if, we'll if, find if, out. if we're the Niners team, if we're a Niners team that can stay healthy and, play like we've played eight out of 11 games this year we can win. shit like like who who's to say the eagles are better than us so it's like what you know it's like at that point it's like what excuse do we have for not being the best team in the nfl i think that we're it, playing like it it comes down to the game it comes down to the game yep. on, on next sunday it, uh, it, it sure does yeah um so yeah so you know it's like as you know obviously you know it does suck how good the eagles are but you know it's like you you can't ask for a better team um than than what the niners have right now yeah. um you know it's like this this team is good enough to Give the fans what they want, um, and if they don't get it, you know, barring you know, knock on wood, barring injury, they don't get it done. It's on them. Um, you know, I I feel like you know we're we're at the point where there's no longer an excuse, um, assuming we can stay healthy. Um, yep. So yeah, go Niners! It, it's it's a it's a great place to be in. Bang bang. Um, and and yeah, you know, we we've got a little bit of baseball to talk about. Um, Hell I, yeah. I believe the Texas Rangers did win a World Series. That's true. The last time. Yes. Uh, we've podcasted, which, you know, good good for them. We can talk about the Texas Rangers. Good for them. And go Marcus Semyon. <clears throat> I'm, I'm very glad Marcus Semyon won a World Series ring um, as, like, a star player for that team. He's great. He's, Marcus Semyon's really good. I think, you know, like, um, was he an MVP finalist? This year or last year? He's, he's been very good this the whole year. time. I, this I, year. I'm not sure if he's an MVP um, finalist. Because it was... Both were um, it was unanimous it was MVPs o- this year for, for the first time ever. It was, Who was the NL? Uh, it was Ronald Acuna, who yeah. stole seventy bases and hit thirty home runs. Oh, he hit like forty. Did he hit forty home runs? I think. I think it was. He hit a lot. Whatever. He stole seventy bases. Yeah. Fucking crazy. The goat. Yeah. Um, and uh, Shohei Otani, who obviously was gonna win. Yeah, it was Shohei Seager. Might have been Semyon. 
Maybe. Maybe. Simeon's great. Very interesting about Barry the Rangers' it. run was they went undefeated on the road. And that included a series against Houston where they won in seven, which means that they won four road games, lost, lost three, three home, home games. games. I never realized that. Um, that's the truth. They did not lose a single game on the road. And that's just, like, crazy. Like, I think they were a great road team the whole year. I got to see them play in San Francisco, and they fucking smacked us. Like, Was that, was that the game we went to? Yeah, I think so, right? We we watched um yeah, yeah. Corey Seager hit a dinger in the first yes, inning. Yes. Yeah, it was it was a great game. We got to got to watch the future World Series champs. Cool. Not a great game for the Giants, but yeah. cool to watch the future it's World cool, Series yeah. champions. They, Bruce Bochi, the coach, shout out to Bruce Bochi. He's now got four World Series champion yeah. championships. He's, he's... One of the best managers of all time. Yeah. Has to be. And that team really put it together. They spent a ton of money and it paid off. And they yeah. did it all with without Jacob deGrom. Um, who yeah, they had crazy. at the end of the year. That's crazy. So, uh, shout out to the Rangers. A I mean, very, very good team. They getting, be... getting Scherzer for for cheap helped. Definitely helped. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But he, you know, he wasn't. He actually didn't play very much during the playoffs. Yeah, like, it's, it's not like he was. Games. It's not like he was. You know, phenomenal. It was. Um, it was a great effort by the offense. Adolis Garcia was yep. insane. I had him on Corey my fantasy Seager. team. I had. I had both uh, guards. My fantasy team was so fucking good, and the fact that I lost to Coburn by like on the on the last day of the two week semifinal kills me. Um, Corey Seager had an absolutely had insane uh, playoff run and an absolutely insane World Series. I think he passed. Um, uh, who is it? Uh, who's the guy? Mister October. It's um, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson for home runs in the month of October. Um, wow. So he's now the new Mister October. Yeah. His playoff stats. Well, like, uh, doesn't Kyle Schwarber have like the most like divisional series home runs of all time? I don't doubt that. He's a fucking. It's, it's either him. It's, it's, it's either him or Castellanos. Yeah, they're they're the same person. No. But because uh, Kyle Schwarber's played for every fucking team. That's true, yeah. He and has a eight. lot of playoff experience. Everyone yeah. loves Kyle Schwarber because he's probably played for your team and hit a bunch of home runs. He hasn't played um, for the A's. <laughs> but he's played for the, your Phillies. Um, yep, go yeah. Phillies. Yep, go, go Phillies. Who, so who shout, might be my out. new favorite uh, MLB team in, in due time. That might be true, yeah. yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you just be a Phillies fan? They're exciting. They're they exciting are, yeah. Um, anyways, shout out to the Rangers. Shout out to the Diamondbacks for also making it to the World yeah. Series. Incredible run by them. Good, good. Po- you know, baseball postseasons never disappoint. Except great, when the except when the Astros or Dodgers win. Except when the Dodgers win. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but it was a great postseason. It was really a great yeah, postseason. Was. So much fun. Um, going forward into next year, San Francisco Giants acquire former Oakland A's manager, um, cousin Bay Area of legend, Gun High School uh, coach Chris <laughs> Melvin. Bob Melvin is now the, yes, the coach back home. of the San Francisco Giants. And I'm pretty excited. I didn't think that we should have fired Gabe Kapler. Yeah. Right? Gabe Kapler was not know, the problem dude. with I mean, the Giants. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Go we, ahead. I think we, we might have already talked about this in the pod. I think we might have already talked about this uh, in the pod. No, I think that really was sure. the other podcast that you cheated on me with. Probably. Um, <laughs> Farhad, Farhan Zahadi, he was, who is our, uh, our general manager, he... He's not great. He doesn't spend any fucking money. Yeah. He, at the trade deadline this year when we were actually good, he went out and he acquired A.J. Pollock, who played one game for the, for the Giants and just sucked so bad that he couldn't get on the, on the team afterwards. He did absolutely nothing in the offseason um, except for going and get Michael Conforto, who got hurt, and Mitch Hanniger, who got hurt, and uh, that was it. And... The team was just not good enough to, to make the make the playoffs. It just was not good enough to win the World Series. I don't think that you have to punish Gabe Kapler for it. Gabe Kapler is the manager that took basically the same team that we had this year yeah, not to 108 team, yeah. wins. 
um, the best record in the MLB. That was crazy that they I, did that. <laughs> I don't think that it was his fault at all. Um, in any case, though, I am excited for Bob Melvin. You know, he's a Bay Area guy. I like his his face. He took a team that I think is is was about as good as the Giants are now in the Oakland A's to be a pretty good team for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. It's like Bob Melvin, like, you know, is is able to fulfill players' potentials. You know, it's like, you yes. know, he's able to inherit, you know, let, let, let's let's start with the first iteration of that good A's <laughs> team. He was able to inherit uh, Cespedes, Donaldson, Reddick, you know, Brandon Moss, um, you know, fuck, I, I could go around, I could go around the whole fucking diamond, you know, right now. Coco Crisp. Go. Um, you know, all those, you know, all those good players. Um, in that first A's iteration team, he was able to get them to play to their uh, potential. And then with that second iteration of the A's team, you know, you get Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, um, you know. Jed Lowry. Yeah, Jed, it's funny, Jed Lowry was actually on both those teams. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was on the, he was on the A's like three different times. Yeah. Um, same with the, he was on the Astros like two or three different times too. Chris Davis, let's not forget about Chris Yes, Chris, Davis, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Chris Davis, um, Ramon Laureano, Mark Canna, uh, the Chapman, or uh, sorry, the Mats, um, Semyon, um, Sean Murphy clearly has turned out to be a good team. Yeah, it's it's like you know, it's like a great team. you know Bob Mel. You know, it's like the, you know, it's like you, you can't say Bob Melvin. You know, Bob Melvin does get bad teams, but then he turns them into good ones. And you know, it, it's it's tough to say how much of that is Bob Melvin because it's and, like and how much is it getting lucky with the players that ended up actually being good. Well, I don't know about lucky, <laughs> but it's you know, it's like the A's have so many farm players to pick from. Yeah, you you're gonna get good ones. Yeah, um, hope. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, but you know, Bob, Bob, you know, it's like Bob Melvin is a guy where if, if you give him a, well, I guess he didn't really do this in San Diego. That's sort of what I, what I was about to say, right? I think if you give Bob Melvin a mid team, he'll do great. Yeah. If you give him a good team, we saw what happened in San Diego. However it was, it's, it's fucking San Diego who yeah. takes a good team every year and sucks. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, I, I got to imagine the environment in San Diego and Oakland are so fucking different because the, the guys in San Diego make so much m- more money. They get so much more media attention. They have, you know, they're cocky as shit. Yeah, exactly. They, they have such, you know, such bigger personalities where it's like, you know, Bob Melvin does not have a personality like that. Yeah. You know, Bob Melvin gets these good baseball players and he gets them to play good baseball. Yep. You know, he, he's, he's not a fucking babysitter. He's not a fucking parent. He's not a fucking counselor. You know, he's, he's a fucking, he, he, he he's coaches baseball. He's, he, yeah, he, he's a he's a baseball manager. Yeah. Um, and but anyways, but you know, it's like my my point is, you know, uh, Bob Melvin gets these good players, and he, he and he he does what he's supposed to do with them. You know, he, he but he you know, do do you think that there is a Josh Donaldson, a Matt Olson, a Matt Chapman, a Sean Murphy, a Mark Canna, a Ramon Laureano? You know, uh, uh, on the Giants. Yeah, like like do you yes. think his name is Patrick Bailey? And okay. he's all of the above. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, no, Patrick Bailey's great. Like, like I think the Giants actually do have a very good young core. They really do. Like, do you think that they have the core that Melvin succeeded with in Oakland? I mean, we had seven rookies this year that were consistently in the lineup. Seven rookies. True. You, got, you, got, you guys say, did, did uh, get some good young pieces. I would year. say that there's five of them that will actually be good MLB players. Like, I don't know that much about Casey Schmidt. Like, you know, he's kind of mid. Um, really? I feel like he played the most out of them. <laughs> He he was really good when he started. That's why yeah. he, he got all the hype because he was he was like hitting like 500. He had a home run in his first game and he got really hyped. By the end of the year, he was hitting like 190, which shows oh. like how bad yeah. he actually ended up being. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna be great. He's very good at defense, but Patrick Bailey is is the yeah. guy. Like he's great. Patrick yeah. Bailey's like the best defensive catcher in the league. Um, as a rookie, as a rookie, and he's he's killing it offensively as well. Luis Matos, very good. Um, 
Wade Meckler had a great end of the year last year. Like, there's a bunch of these young guys that I think he can actually, you know, turn into a good team. That being said, new manager, young team, great history. Let's go get some some good guys. Yeah, Let's go get some fucking I mean, players on this team. Well, like, and I, I think, um, again, I could be totally wrong, but I feel like I remember reading or hearing something that said Zahidi's like, yeah, like I kind of know that I like now I have to spend. Like, I think he's been fucking saying that for a long time. That's why he he almost signed Aaron Judge last year and <laughs> then almost signed Carlos Correa afterwards. Yeah. So he knows, right? And I think that the Giants are trying their fucking asses off as they should be to sign Shohei Otani. And if we don't sign Shohei Otani, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> and if we don't sign Shohei Otani, we're we need to sign uh, Cody Bellinger or yeah. uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, yeah. who is a pitcher from Japan. I mean, a- anybody else? We need to what, be spending shitloads of money. What can the Giants do to stop Otani from signing with the Dodgers? Bomb. <laughs> I think bomb. Any like just start bombing. <laughs> like, don't ask questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't care. Do whatever you yeah. have to do. I mean, it's like, I, I feel like, you know, it's like, I don't know. I like, don't get me wrong. Like they, not that this should stop them from trying, but like, I don't think whether or not you sign Otani should be the barometer, excuse me, the barometer of the Giants offseason success. Cause you know, it's like, shit, he might be out of reach. No, he's not for the Giants in our, in terms of our money. Well, but here's the thing. Like, I don't think the Giants can offer him more money than the Dodgers can. Sure. And it's like, well, shit, like, if, if I have financially equal contracts from the Dodgers and the Giants, I'm signing with the Dodgers. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Just, you don't get it. Sorry, bro. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm sure, you know, it's like... No, dude. Shohei's chill. Like, <laughs> like Shohei's like, he's like a nice guy. No, he's valid, bro. Like, he's valid. He, like, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, much. the only reason that he wouldn't do it is because like he did, he wouldn't want to join a super team, you know, like because he's the boy. Like, yeah. he, like come join the Giants. He'll be loved by the city. He will be, he'll be the Bay Area's guy. Like it'll be Steph Curry and Shohei Otani. Like and Brock Purdy and Brock Purdy. Well, <laughs> no, but seriously, it will be Steph Curry and Shohei Otani. In the in like Steph Curry is the Bay Area's fucking guy. Everyone loves Steph Curry. Steph Curry could do no wrong in the Bay Area. And Logan Couture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anyone care about hockey, but um, Shohei Otani would become that guy too. In LA, if you go to LA, Shohei Otani, no one gives a fuck. Like, I don't oh, know. they he's, have three other MVPs on the team already. He's already in they have, LA, they and have a lot of people Buki give a Betts fuck about him. And Freddie Freeman on the team already. Yeah, like, and I, like here's the thing: I don't think you know, like Shohei Otani's not James Harden. You know, Shohei Otani's not going to go in whatever building he's in. Is you know, I am the system. You know, no, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, but. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I, in fact, he's if anything, so I bet Otani wants to play with good players. Because here's the thing: if he goes to the Giants, what happened to the Angels might happen to him in San Francisco. No. But if he goes to the Dodgers, they're gonna be you know they're they're a, a lock for the playoffs every year that he's there. No, the Giants are gonna be good. <laughs> the Giants are gonna I, be good. I hate to break it to you, Luke. And like here here's the nice no, thing. The Giants are you know, good. it's like here here's the nice thing. You guys will still be able to pick up someone good while everyone else chases for Otani. So if, if you don't get Otani, I hope so. Yeah, you know, it's like here's Bellinger like, would be great. Yeah, it's like like if you don't get Otani, you will be able to get someone else good because whoever gets Otani is out of the equation for the next best player, who you guys could then be, which is what in, we, in pole position. But for. that's what always happens with the Dodgers. You think they signed Max Scherzer and they can't also get Trey Turner, but guess what? They fucking <laughs> they do. They get Trey Turner. Like too. they also get Trey Turner. Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck me, dude. <laughs> if we're in for another like, 
if if they get Otani and then Bellinger and, and well, then don't you only Yoshinobu like Yamamoto, don't you only have to be under the apron for one year and then you get like five yeah. years and then you get like five years. You it, you basically reset because every year it continues like it gets higher and higher. If you're under for one year, you go back to the the um, first level of luxury tax, which is very uh, which is it's affordable. not that bad. So yeah, so the the Dodgers hit the reset. Yeah, and Giants can... did too. <laughs> right, yeah, not that that really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, what? It, it it doesn't seem like you can answer this. What is stopping Otani from going to the Dodgers? Other than hope, pride. <laughs> other than a, other than a dream, he's already he's already familiar with LA. So we have a Japantown in San Francisco. It's very nice. <laughs> um, I've been there and I bought sushi and it was great maybe maybe you should just offer to show him around show hey if would, you're listening show him lucas around. will give you a tour of san francisco here's, here's the other thing i was thinking um the old oakland arena right the the oracle. area oracle and and the coliseum we should give it to Shohei. like we should just offer that to private him. property like just you can have it like like no one's gonna be there anymore give it to Shohei. i think he's signing with the a's bro i like <laughs> like here's the thing what if they did sign him? Well, like, here, here's the... Well, yeah, sign him for, like, oh, a fucking vet man, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, Shohei, yeah. you've been great. You're great on both sides of the ball. It's absolutely insane. You're here's a 1.2 million deal. We're willing to offer you 12 million. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. Which, like, here's the thing. 12 million for the A's is, like, you know, 100 million for another team. Yeah. Um, no, nah, but um, I'm just saying, Shohei, if you're listening, if you come to this A's team and... Even win eighty games with them, that will be that will be more of an accomplishment than winning a World Series with any other team in the MLB. You will, you know, playing one season in Oakland. Honestly, playing a season in Oakland and not killing yourself—that would be like that alone is yeah, worth yeah, worth yeah. the Hall of Fame. Um, That's, true. That's true. So if 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 legacy is what you're worried about, come to Oakland because showing up to work every day at Oakland will get you in the Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, before we close this out. I thought about this, and you might get mad at me for this or whatever, but I've I've done this thought experiment. What would I rather have? What would I rather have? Niners win the Super Bowl this year, or Shohei Otani signs with the Giants? I would rather have Shohei Otani sign with the Giants. Okay. I'm not going to get mad. Just wanted to put that out there in, in terms of the I, ether. I don't feel the same. Um, what about, what about the I'm A's? Not, I'm not what mad at you. Have? Um... Uh, probably an A's, because here's the thing, the A's winning a World Series would mean so much for Oakland. Well, but it's not that the A's win the World Series, it's that they sign Shohei Otani. Oh, oh. Like, not not a, not a World Series. Just, you, Shohei Otani inks a contract with the A's, or the Niners win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Niners win the Super Bowl, because the A's would find a way to fuck it up. That's true. The A's would get Shohei, he would pitch, he, you know, he would He'd probably pitch like a like a five-something ERA and hit like, yeah. and you know, hit, yeah, hit, two, hit 230 two, with, you know, 20, 25 home runs, you know? Yeah. Um, um, what I will say about Bob Melvin, though, I, I wanted to say this. I'm very glad that he's signed with the Giants now that the Giants are the Bay Area's team. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, the, A, the A's very clearly seeded any... Not that they... I'm not saying that they did have the claim to this beforehand, but they, they, they seeded their claim to uh, the Bay Area's team kind of debate. Um, right. you, know, you know, the Giants are now objectively the Bay Area's team. <clears throat> Um, if they weren't before, um, they're not inarguably. That's what I meant to say. Um, the Bay Area's team. Yes. Um, and so now I'm okay with like Bob Melvin, like, you know, like, cause you know, if, if the A's were staying in Oakland and Bob Melvin goes to the Giants, it's, oh no, my heart's broken. Yeah. 
the A's broke my heart a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bob Melvin didn't break it. Uh, John Fisher did. Um, and right. if, you're, if you're listening, John Fisher, here's a sincere fuck you. Fuck you, John Fisher. Anyways, um, so now that the Giants are the Bay Area's team, I'm, I'm cool with Bob Melvin going to manage the Bay Area's team. And, you know, the, the A's, you know, the A's are going to go to Vegas in 2028. And they have one year left on their Coliseum lease. And in those, like... 2028? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be next year. Not not this year. I thought it was going to be the season. Well, well so that's when, they, that's when they leave Oakland. Like, the A's literally do not have anywhere to play for three years. Wow. Which is hilarious. I thought it was... Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. shocked. I'm shocked at the other owners, and I'm shocked that the commissioner... Are you shocked that John Fisher didn't figure this out? Well, no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that the MLB is letting this happen. I'm shocked that the MLB is giving the most dysfunctional franchise in their league one year to figure out where they're gonna play, because yeah. they are not gonna figure it out. No, they won't. Like what? Like, like, and it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's a bad look for the league. It's a bad look for every other team. Nobody's want to. You know, it's like the A's are gonna be a, like literally a circus. They're gonna have to split time. Like they've been talking about splitting time in like Reno, Vegas, and San Francisco. It's like like they literally don't have like they don't have a home stadium. I think that they should go to Mexico, or like they should tour. Like, like the, the A should be like uh, the banana slugs. No, no, the um, like yeah, but the same, the same thing. The basketball version, the Harlem Globetrotters. Globe but they'll be the like what's the the generals? What, the generals, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the generals, and then they travel around to different. Places they travel around to get their ass whooped. Yeah, and then <laughs> well, each, that's what they do 82, 81 times yeah, a year. Exactly. Right now, so we're making it one hundred and sixty-two yeah. times a year. Yeah, they're just, well, they're only gonna play road games, and it's like you know, it's it's embarrassing, it's it's humiliating, it's for the age, for the rest of the league, you know, for teams that have to play them, and yeah, I'm I'm just, you know, I you know the the MLB allowing the A's to not have anywhere to play for three years, how do you think this is gonna end up? You know, let this you know, let this you know, I I feel like an old mystic wizard right now, guarding you know, warning you before you embark on your quest. You know, ye have been warned, MLB. The A's are gonna fuck this up. Like, don't say I didn't. Don't say I didn't warn you. And you know, when they do yeah. fuck it up, I want people to you know come back to this episode and be like, "Wow, Ryan, you know everything." Yeah. And the MLB doesn't. That's right. I think we will be looking back at this in the history books as the years of the worst team. Like, the, this year's A's was one of the worst teams of all time. It really was. And you know, you know what's hilarious? And it's going to be the same next year, and then it's then they're going to lose their stadium, and it's still going to be the same. I think we're going to have this era of like the same way that. I mean, like, who, just, who's the most dominant team of all time? Uh, in American sports. In American sports, probably like the Yankees. Like, was there ever a run when a team was just like they were just winning every year? The Warriors. <laughs> I mean the Warriors the dynasty. I mean, it's yeah, great. The I Chicago mean, Bulls, like, the Bulls, the Lakers. It's the same thing, but the opposite. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. The A's. They, the, A's, the A's are a, the A's are the first team to have a dynasty of losing. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and then the you know I, I said I didn't want to talk about hockey, but I can't help but notice that um, l- luckily none of none of the off the field issues that the A's have, the Sharks have. You know, the Sharks have a place to play. They're going to stay there. You know, I'm not worried about that. Mm-hmm. But on the ice. The Sharks are just as bad as the A's are That's at true. baseball. You know, the, the Sharks are going to, like the Sharks are on pace to have the worst season in NHL history this year. Wow! And you know they already fucked up their tank for Bedard. And yeah. why um, couldn't this have been last year? Well, I mean, it kind of was. They well, but we we end up with like the fourth worst record. Well, no, we had the worst record, but we didn't have the too points. many of our losses. Well, yeah, we we did have. Points. Well, that's exactly. Yeah. We didn't have um, the low points. And and yeah, you know it's you know ugh. 
God, I, I, I've had this conversation before. I don't want to have it again. But the, the cool thing is uh, the, the consensus number one overall pick in the upcoming NHL draft, um, he played Junior Sharks. Okay. Which is crazy. You know, it's like a kid yeah. from the – he only played there for like one season. Uh-huh. Um, but, I, 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 you know, it's like, fuck, he played Junior Sharks, and now he's going to get drafted number one in, in, over on the NHL. So what happened was, you know, he's this – he's Canadian, um, and his dad – his dad um, – what he still might be. But he was um, the uh, head trainer for the Warriors. Oh, really? Um, or, or like, like their head of sports medicine. Um, I don't know if he was like on like boots on the ground trainer or like like kind of the guy the guy in the office. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but he was, did something with like training slash sports med with the Warriors. Um, so uh, his name is Macklin Celebrini. Fantastic name, by oh. the way. His name alone warrants him getting picked number one overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. first team all but name. Rick Celebrini is that, is that his dad? Yes. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's like he's on the bench like for every game. Okay, then yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless there's another celebrity, I don't think there's another celebrity that works the yeah. Warriors. Um, uh, anyways, um, so yeah, so um, he, I think he was a freshman in high school, and Rick Celebrini got hired. Um, so they move out from you know Canada, wherever they're from, to the Bay. You know, his dad works for the Warriors. Uh, Celebrini plays one season for the Junior Sharks, his freshman year of high school, and then after that, he goes to um, he goes to a pre- you know like the best hockey prep school out there it's called the shattuck st mary's um you know a bunch of you know i think crosby went there um so yeah now now you know um he played the, he then played three years at shattuck st mary's he's young for his grade so he's now he's a 17 year old freshman either at boston college or boston university um and yeah he's like leading the ncaa in scoring um and it's it's cool because i, I think he's at boston college mm-hmm. and the the guy that the sharks took this summer in the draft will smith He's the best player at Boston University. Oh. Hopefully, you know Celebrini, who is very geared up to be a shark. Um, he's the best player at Boston College. So it's you know you know assuming Celebrini gets drafted by the Sharks, which you know. Let's go. Hopefully, there's, hopefully there's a lottery. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it's like there's is still less than a fifty percent chance. Yep. You know, you can you could be you could be the favorites to get him and still have less than a fifty percent chance. Yep. Which is the case. Um, but it it is cool that you know Celebrini, who is also the you know likeliest to be a shark. Is like you know has this like Bay Area uh, guy. yeah and Bay Area guy and he has this rivalry Boston. with Will Smith who's also in Boston, yep. um, so something to look forward to for an otherwise miserable uh, A's and Sharks fan. Yeah, um, sorry Ryan. We'll, yeah, we'll keep talking. I am about truly unentitled. The Warriors and <laughs> the Niners. Yeah, Warriors and Niners. Yes, and and Michigan. And Go Michigan. blue. Yeah. All right, thank you for uh, thank you for listening. Episode twenty four is in the books. Um, Got some really awesome stuff in store for the next couple of episodes, um, but I'm not going to speak on it because I a want to keep it a surprise and b if it doesn't pan out, um, I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. But super exciting things in the next couple episodes, hopefully, and we will see you then.